So now let's talk about these readings that we heard today. In all three readings, the themes are very, very similar. And the fact of the matter is, it is easy for us to get stuck where we are and to think that we're doing well, but in fact, we're not. You know, I think if any of us were being asked by a friend who was sort of stuck in their career, or maybe they were an athlete and they were stuck and they just couldn't get their improvement that they wanted, I don't know that any of us would uh, not have this advice. The advice would be, you've got to try new training. You've got to try new things. You, you've got to push yourself harder. If you really want to expect to be different uh, from what you are right now, even as good as you are, if, if, if you expect to get better, you've got to change your routine and push yourself harder. That's good logic, common sense. Well, our faith is the same way. You know, look at the gospel. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, Jesus just waylays them. I mean, he calls them hypocrites. I mean, he just looks right at them and says, you, didn't Isaiah tell us about you hypocrites? Wow. I mean, you talk about a slap in the face. Now, if you understand the nature and the character of this gospel, or uh, this, this time, Jesus was intentionally being very harsh on them, but he was doing it because he loved them. Not because he wanted to make fun of them or turn them into the town fools, because he wanted them to repent and to change their lives, and they, they actually were doing things wrong. These are the people who were going to synagogue all the time. These were the people who were in service to the Lord. These are the people kind of like us. And Jesus nails them. Why? Because they were so focused on the rules. They were so focused on the rules and the commandments of God that they started making up their own rules. And they started following and judging how they were doing in their faith by doing what? Checking boxes. Okay, I went to Mass on Sunday. Of course, I didn't have it back then. But went to synagogue. <clears throat> took care of the poor. I did, you know, they were just checking boxes. I washed my hands. I cleaned my vessels. All these rules and regulations. The Ten Commandments were given to you and I for more than guidance. They were given to us so that you and I might follow them and in doing so, follow the intention of surrendering our very heart and our soul to God the Father and let us, let Him turn us into what he wanted us to be when he created us. The rules and the commandments are meant to form us so that we might convert and change our behavior. Let's go back to this analogy about getting better in athletics or in business or anything else. We certainly can't expect to get better if we don't change, correct? I know I can't. And the fact of the matter is the same is true with our faith. My brothers and sisters, you and I can get easily caught up into checking boxes. You and I can easily get caught up in, well, am I following the rules? Well, Christ is saying, please be introspective. My Father loves you, and he expects you to become holy as he is holy. You won't get there by checking boxes. I won't get there by checking boxes. Because if you're like me, and I suspect you're not far away, you're full of occasional licentiousness. I gotta look that word up. Licentiousness. You, it's a little bit in you sometimes. Sometimes I have unchaste thoughts. Sometimes I get very angry at the people who are in front of me at the light that are not moving, right? And I harbor nearly hatred for their texting, right? 
this is not what God wants me to do. He wants me to be forgiving and honk the horn gently and then be forgiving. Right? But he wants my heart to be converted. He wants Paul to pull up onto that intersection and go, oh, praise Jesus in heaven. There's one of God's most favorite people. I'll just study their license plate, right? I mean, if we could get that calm, if we could get that peaceful, would we not be converted? Of course we would. So this is what he's pushing us toward, becoming what they intended when the Trinity created us. And we won't get there by staying in the same spot. So what do we do? All right, we've got some things. Here's what we can do. We can join a Bible study. Why is a Bible study a great thing? Well, you go and you learn the Word of God. That is the very Word of God. And you learn from those who have uh, authored great uh, commentaries on it and great insights of the Holy Spirit to help us understand better what God wants in the Word. Beautiful. And while you're there, you meet new people. And you know, my brothers and sisters, you and I are a people of, we are a faith of people. We are a Christian family. And when we meet more people, it brings the intensity up. When we meet more people, we are truly in worship of God, where one or two or more are gathered. I am there, right? Not just me. How about doing an extra hour in adoration to change up our life, to, to just change what it is that we're doing? How about if we went on a retreat? I'll tell you something that one of my... Um, Spiritual directors told me once, I was, we, my wife and I had, um, th- we still do have uh, three, three boys, but they were much littler at the time, and my spiritual director was saying, well, so Paul, tell me about your prayer time. And I said, Father, I don't have any prayer time. I mean, I, I get up in the morning, and, you know, I thank God for waking up, and I bless my food before I eat it, and uh, my wife and I, you know, talk about Sally, who's got cancer, and we pray for I don't have a prayer time. I'm too busy. I got kids and businesses and stuff. I, he says, Paul, do you want to grow in holiness? Absolutely, Father. You cannot stay there. Well, what am I going to do? He goes, what time do you get up? 6.30. Get up at 5.30. What? Get up at 5.30. Go downstairs. Make yourself a cup of coffee. Get in your prayer chair. Sit there with God before all the madness starts. And, you know, one day you might be fortunate enough for your child to accidentally get up on his own, come down the stairs, and find you praying. Wow, what a witness that might be. Changed my life. Now 5.30 is a habit. We've got to change what we do. So, my brothers and sisters, I know you all, many of you well, and I know that you're, you definitely love the Lord, and you know his call to holiness is real and important, and you want to respond. So I'm going, to add, I'm going to remind you of a couple of things that we have here at Our Lady Mount Carmel that can significantly not only change your life, but the lives of your children, your families, and the community of brothers and sisters around you. Christ Renews His Parish is starting up after 18 months. Christ Renews His Parish is starting up in September. The women's is September 11th and 12th. The men's are the 25th and 26th. Ladies and gentlemen, this is two days of trying to change up your routine. Two days where you, it's not even really two days, a day and a half, where you just immerse yourself in the Holy Spirit with people you don't really know. And my, I can promise you, you will find new friends 
You will find a new friendship with our Lord. Your, your vision will be clarified. You'll see what we are doing well and doing poorly. And you will have brothers and sisters around you, new friends, that will help you change your life in the Lord. Christ Renews His Parish is a fantastic manner in which you and I can keep from just checking boxes. So, 4,000 Our Lady of Mount Carmel parishioners have gone through Christ Renews. Can you believe that? 4,000. And people say to me all the time, this parish is unbelievable. I can't believe what this parish does. I can't believe the faith, that the vocations. 4,000 people spent two days, and it changed the parish. If you haven't made Christ Renews, or it's been years, would you consider making us all better as, long, as well as yourself? And sign up and go. Take two days. Now, I know guys are going to say, on the 25th, Notre Dame is playing Michigan. I just made that up because they don't play Michigan anymore, okay? They're probably playing Purdue, and we all know what's going to happen. So come to the retreat. Forget about the football game, right? You'll be home in time for the Colts. Everything will be fine, all right? Please, may we all have the strength and the courage to know that in business and in life and in sports, we have to change what we do to become greater. May we do that same thing as we love our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm tired. May God continue to bless you.